0: Hey everyone! Uh, Summer is officially in full swing, and uh, things seem to be going great so far. Weather's great. No uh, dramatic news stories thus far that have taken over the nation. And slowly but surely, the world is back on track to being normal. Uh, Well, just America, maybe not the other countries. But uh, you know, slowly but surely, our country is being is coming back to normal. Pray for the rest of the world, but you know we'll get there the whole world will get there someday uh so that's all very exciting but what's more exciting than all of that is that there is a new podcast episode out today and it is number 24 yes sir we're one away from 25 holy shit can't even believe I found 24 people that were down to do this, uh, and I didn't have to bribe a single one of them. So thank you to all of you guys who have participated thus far. But as you guys know, this upcoming weekend is very, very special, and that is because it is Father's Day. Uh, so in honor of this holiday uh, coming up this weekend, and with a lot of people celebrating their dads in various ways, I thought that I would release a podcast with my dad. And the essential question of mine and my dad's conversation was, what is the immigrant experience like? I think growing up as a South Asian first generation Indian American, um, I feel like I in particular, I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel like some of you, uh, were constantly worried about our own problems and fitting in with, you know, school and home and all of these different things. That we never really bothered to ask our parents what their stories were and that's what the purpose of this podcast was was to be able to do that for you guys um and kind of record that conversation and let let people see what that's like uh and we never bothered to ask our parents even though they moved to a country around a new country around the time they were our age and amongst various other things so that's what i did on this episode uh me and my dad talk about kind of his whole journey in this country uh from growing up in india through the 60s and the 70s to his first week in america to meeting my mom and his take on arranged marriage now uh and the ways he connects to both indian american culture as well as parenting Uh, This episode is one I'm really proud of, and I'm genuinely excited for everybody to see it. Super personal to me. So if you guys could take some time to listen to it, it would be absolutely amazing. And let me know what you think. Like and comment on the YouTube video. Follow me on Spotify. DM me, whatever. Let me know what you think. But without further ado, I present to you my dad for the Father's Day episode, episode 24. I hope you guys enjoy. Peace. Coming to you live from my parents' house and I got another parent here with me. Episode 24 of the Essential Question podcast is officially live and going on here at the house and me and my dad are recording this podcast. He's downstairs. I'm upstairs. You know the vibe. So, hello, dad. How are you?
1: Hey, Anuj, It's a privilege to be on your show, dude.
0: Okay. You don't need to use dude, but uh-huh. all right. Um, <laughs> uh, but how's it going? Even though I asked it's you, it's going question.
1: really good. I just finished my five mile run this morning, and I did my yoga and uh, meditation. And I'm feeling awesome.
0: Yeah, classic Indian uncle things, guys. He is yeah, yeah. why is it an Indian
1: uncle thing? He, what? he, really he finished
0: it. his meditation and then he went on his run. He's feeling great. Yes. Just
1: absolutely.
0: Exquisite, exquisite. Um you know we're unofficially sponsored by Coconut Water. It's great. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get them to sponsor me. So I'm like, you know, trying to like drink it during the episodes, you know, make that money. Um, but the essential question to detract from me trying to be funny is and I thought I would talk about it since this week is father's day and I thought it would be a a nice episode to have headed into kind of the start of summer here uh and the essential question that I have for my dad is what is the immigrant experience like which is something that my dad can very well answer since he is an immigrant himself for those of you that don't know um And I thought it would just be a good opportunity to to kind of talk about that story a little bit, because I know for a lot of uh, not only South Asian kids that listen to this, but just uh, kids in general, uh, I know a lot of kids have immigrant parents, but they don't really know their parents' stories. So I thought I would, you know, shine some light and uh, hopefully let my dad, give my dad a platform to share his. Um, So does that sound good to you, Dad? Thank you, Anuj. I would love to do it. Okay all right sounds good um (laughs) so my first question to you is very simple it's going to be kind of hard i don't know we'll see Uh um but describe yourself in two sentences without you mentioning me like being my dad describe yourself in two sentences without mentioning (laughs) being a father all right uh
1: so i'm uh, basically an immigrant okay say your Um... name I'm, you Harsha, I'm Harsha Vishwanath, there you go. Uh, uh, born in India, born in Kurg, India, which is called the Scotland of uh, Scotland of, uh, of India. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, then uh, did my education in, in, in Bangalore, in uh, Karnataka, India again, and then came to this country in uh, 1985 uh, with two suitcases in hand. Um, and then uh, went to school in University of Arkansas, the beautiful Rose Bozarks, um, graduated with a master's and PhD degree, and have been working ever since, paying for Anage's college and things like that. Ha, 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 <laughs> guys.
0: So funny. Harsha's got a little sense of humor today. I see it. Um, okay. Yes, he does pay for my school, but all right. Well, I did mention
1: your name, though.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. You see, you already failed. Come on, Dad.
1: Yeah.
0: God, Um, but yes, the point is my dad has had a crazy journey to get to this country, I think is what we were going for there. Um, Mm -hmm. But he is also an engineer. You can check him out on LinkedIn. He's got 500 plus connects. He flexes that to me all the time. Um, And yeah, he's highly educated, so good for him. Um, But let's start from the very beginning of the Harsha Mm -hmm. origin story, right? Uh, So what was it like growing up In India uh talk about kind of the differences between Indian and well American culture because I'm sure growing up in India in the 70s versus growing up in America in the 70s was very different and Mm kind of get into the differences between like your kids generation because you've raised two of us and Mm -hmm. your generation
1: yeah that's a great question uh so growing up in India in the 60s and 70s was, was very very different from uh, how kids are brought up here. Uh, So, you know, when we were growing up, um, it was basically, you know, there was no screen, there was no electronics, no nothing, right? We were out on the streets, um, you know, after school, after four o'clock, we were out till 7.38, you know, playing games, playing cricket, playing flying kites, you know, playing marbles, right? And come weekend, we used to go play cricket again, Uh, fly kites and we used to actually for kites we used to actually make our own thread uh, or the what we what we call the manja uh, on the the stuff that goes on the thread right stuff like that I mean it was it was really awesome to just be with friends and hang out and then just have a good time Um, and uh, I have a feeling that you know I mean you guys do hang out with uh, a lot of the kids but this generation and the generation to come, I think are losing out on that aspect of um, the connection, right? I mean, you guys do have that, but I'm starting to I, I see that it's kind of getting lost.
0: For sure, for sure. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you never taught me how to fly a kite, Dad. Come on now. What was that Well, about? the kites,
1: yeah, the thing is, Anuj, uh, the kites that we get here are very different <laughs> from the ones that we got in India. So when I look at a kite here, I'm like, how does this even fly? You
0: know? yeah. yeah. Because the, the, the You kites, know what's ironic is a lot of them are made in India and China.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they're kind of funny shaped, funnily shaped. And then I don't know how you, how to even fly those kites. Yeah, the, sure. uh, I don't know how many of y'all have, uh, your audience has watched uh, the Kite Runner.
0: All right. of them. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of them have read the book because we all, we all read it our read sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: in the book, I, I read the book. Uh, it's an awesome book by uh, Khalil, or what's his name? I forget his Khalid name.
0: Hosseini. Hosseini,
1: yeah. thank you. I read a few other books of his as well. Um, awesome writer. Um, but the point I was trying to make is, um, yeah, the, he, he talks about uh, flying kites in Kabul. And you know that's the kind of story that I'm, I was growing up, um, as, as, as a kid I grew up with, right? Yeah. Uh, flying kites and then having full flight, uh, 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 kite competition with other kids, you know, making other kids kite to uh, cut and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, uh, those are fun times. Um, and, um, and the other aspects I think is the, uh, the differences are, I think they were, we, you know, again, because of you know, less electronics and less um, technology, um, you know, there was more interaction with people, with families, get together, things like that. And it was more um, impromptu rather than, you know, everything being arranged, right? Dates, here, you know, everything when kids have to get together, it's like a play date and things like that. Back then it was all, you know, impromptu, right? It's like, you just go ring the bell of somebody's house and then you go talk to them or you just say hi to them, right? and things like that um so those are some of the you know big differences i think
0: yeah for sure um but i feel like i don't know i got a little bit of that like growing up in the neighborhood that we used to the art the old neighborhood and uh, i know we've talked about that before i mean that's what it used to feel like like we used to just kind of be out in the street all day uh especially in the summer and stuff but i do get what you're saying like yeah i was there's more screens and like tv and all that for sure yeah
1: yeah, I yeah. mean, technology helps, but, you know, you got, we got to kind of limit it.
0: Yeah.
1: And also, you know, have the, have the other social interaction aspect as well.
0: Don't you find it kind of ironic that you're the one who's working on these technologies that make <laughs> kids, you know, that are causing the problems that are in our society today? Come on, dad. You
1: bring up a great question. <laughs> I always have to grapple with that, you know, and I'm working on, you know, bleeding edge technology. Uh, whether it's Microsoft or Intel or Amazon, um, you know, in the end, you know, this is all going to be <clears throat> going to our kids and, you know, how is this going to help society, right? Yeah. Uh, so you always have to, I'm, I'm grappling that with that question. I think I've told you that uh, yeah. before, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but, I mean, so you were, grew up, obviously, in Bangalore, you know, hanging out in the street, playing all the time. So, like, when was... when did the thought first hit your head like I want to like see did you ever want to see like what was beyond Bangalore what was beyond kind of your space in India and did you kind of visualize or did you kind of visualize yourself spending the rest of your life there or did you want to leave
1: yeah that's a great question I think growing up I always uh, played a lot of sports Um, I love sports I never thought I myself myself as being uh, a professional you know being working in a company, you know, uh, making technology or building technology and things like that. I always thought of myself as, you know, playing sp- somebody playing sports until uh, about, I think uh, the 10th grade or so when things changed and, um, you know, I started thinking more on on the, um, on my career and things like that. So I'm sorry, what was your question, I know, Jeff? Uh, Come on dad.
0: Um... <laughs> Get with the program here. Uh, okay. No, I was just asking, like, when did you, like, vis- like when did you first think about, like, leaving India as, like, a possibility? Uh, or did you, like, ever want to leave India?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, I started, uh, you know, when, when you were in engineering school, or even back then, um, before that, uh, my dad used to, I, I, I think, you know, uh, grandpa used to work for, uh, uh, he's an engineer by profession, he worked for a German company in India. So he used to go to Germany pretty often. And um, so, you know, I've always thought of, he's, he was telling me about um, having a maybe a summer program with some of his German colleagues there. So I kind of uh, envisioned it before, um, you know, in terms of going out of the country and things like that. But it really didn't happen till <clears throat> when I was in uh, engineering school, right? Uh, when, you know, when you start to get into engineering, people, all the kids there are like okay i'm going to start applying to the u.s colleges the uk colleges and things like that um so you also get into that group right um so all of my friends were applying when i started applying and of course you know as a kid you see movies there you know all the american glamour right so you, you want to come to america right Land yeah. the milk and honey so
0: <laughs> i mean yeah. when When you got, like, what was your initial impression of America through like media? Like when you were in growing up, like, what was it? What did you think like, oh, like all the women are great looking and like, you know, California, super sunshine. Like what was was the impression?
1: Yeah, I think uh, growing up, you know, um, (laughs) that brings me to a funny story. Um, So when we were, uh, you know, kids, um, we used to go watch Westerns, right? Um, that was our favorite pastime in the, in the, in the weekends. We used to go watch uh, this particular movie theater used to have Western movies and every, every weekend they used to get a new Western movie. And so we used to go watch, uh, these crazy Western movies like Clint Eastwood and, you know, all these guys, right? Yeah.
0: They are our
1: heroes. And, uh, so it's, that is all based in, in America.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, we've already, already, I mean, we started thinking of the wild West and, you know, and of course the other um uh movies as well you know which were pretty interesting um you know uh the great city life and of course they all the good-looking women of course yeah. yeah and then um
0: you know it was just glamorous
1: right you just as a kid growing up you want to you want to be part of that
0: yeah for sure i guess like so you just kind of got the impression that it was like the place to be so to speak right
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: okay um and
1: also, I think another thing was um, the 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 thing that attracted me was the the way the openness of the culture, right? Um, in India, being in India, it's a little more, you know, you have to strict to uh, stick to some rules, you know. It's kind of mm-hmm. more, um, what do you call? Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, rules in the society, right? Yeah. But here in in, in the Western society, it's more. It's a little uh, open minded and you know, it's more open to debate, and you know, whereas as in the eastern culture, it's a little more closed, right? So, I was, I was attracted to that as well,
0: for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think this podcast would be that well received in India considering some of the expletives that I've said uh, on some episodes, but that being said, um, like what when you first kind of like left home and you were like sitting on the airplane, you know, with mm-hmm. the two suitcases, the classic story, yeah. uh, what was that emotion? Like, like, what were you feeling? What were like, how did you feel? What was the vibe?
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that feeling is the worst feeling. Uh, you're like, you're just, uh, your stomach, just, you, you have this really, you know, bad hole in your stomach kind of thing. You know, it's like, uh, you just sink down in your seat and you're just sitting there. I'm like, where am I going? I don't even know anybody here. You know, I have just threw two suitcases and uh, and it's like, it's, a, you know, you're excited about going, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, you're leaving everything behind and, and going, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's a kind of a depressing feeling as well.
0: Yeah, what was that like goodbye process like with your family? Was it just like, was it very like, emotional like what was what was it like because you're the oldest kid too. Yeah 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 I mean of course I
1: mean you know everybody was there you know my parents my grandparents uh you know <laughs> the the whole family was there to send me off and you know everybody's we're all in tears and you know it's it's uh even back then right I mean we did not have cell phones right yeah and to make a call from uh, America to India it costs like I think it costs like five dollars an hour uh, a minute right mm-hmm. so for the first six months I came here I made I think three or four phone calls yeah I so, think the first day or so I made a phone call and then you know, you know it's expensive right right you know, right so it's the the all the communication with the family was through letters yeah yeah.
0: i've seen Um, i've seen some of those letters yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. i think you you know for the first few days it was a horrible feeling uh but uh or you know time heals everything right you Mm -hmm. may start to make new friends here you're you're starting to join your new university college you know all that stuff you start to get over it yeah yeah no but um when I came here, um, you know, like I said, I didn't know anybody. Um, I came in this, uh, I came to University of Arkansas, which is a small little university town. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I I came in a um, a 10-seater aircraft, uh, and I was the only passenger of the plane. (laughs) And I landed in this airport where there were two people in the airport. And uh, so I had to call a cab, and the cab guy came like 45 minutes later and yeah. so you can you can start to you know imagine the whole picture right it's like um and then I went and checked myself in a motel and you know mm-hmm. so luckily the next day I met somebody that I um it was looked kind of Indian and uh you know back then you, you kind of are attracted to your own kind Indians <laughs> yeah and then you you know that's how you 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 can forge a friendship at that that point right Mm -hmm. he kind of came and picked me up and you know he took me to the uh, dormitory checked me in um and then I made some friends there yeah yeah that was uh, um
0: those are some challenging times yeah for sure for sure um like I mean You mentioned you went to school in the South in Arkansas in the 1980s. A lot of brown people today would be very freaked out by that notion, considering the political climate. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know, and I know your take on this. Uh, How did people treat you? Did you ever feel like a real outsider, you know, going to such a, you know, the deep South, so to speak, like what was it like being a brown man in the South, like in the eighties? Yeah.
1: Great question. So, you know, the, There's a big, uh, you know, I I don't know how to say it, but, uh, you know, people talk about uh, the South being, uh, you know, racist and things like that. Um, So I didn't, I really didn't feel that uh, way when I was staying there. Um, You know, the people are generally very nice. Um, You know, we were living in a university town, right? Mm-hmm. so the atmosphere there was really nice and um so actually to tell you the truth uh, the racism that i've experienced was more in, in california than in in, uh, in in the deep south <laughs> people Great. are generally nice to us and you know they're welcoming you know they're like honey how are you doing you know welcome you know they're yeah. always sweet and nice to you and of course the question they ask you sometimes they ask you so, how long are you here for and uh, when are you going, going back? That Those kinds of questions. Right? Yeah. So,
0: you
1: know, being, I, I guess it's kind of logical because you're in a university town, right? Right. And, you know, they, they strike up a conversation with you and they're like, how are things going? You know, you come here for an education. So, when are you going back? Maybe, you know, it's a logical question to ask, but for us, it's like, huh, why are they asking us this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, generally, yeah, answer your question i think uh, people are really sweet there.
0: yeah no i was, mean uh, I, you've you've said nothing but nice things about fateville um you know, and your time yeah. there uh but like obviously you didn't really get to have indian food there wasn't a lot of indian food in, uh, yeah. in fateville arkansas in the 1980s yeah. Yeah. um yeah. Did you miss Indian food when you were in America or did you not? And if you did miss it, how did you kind of replicate Indian food, so to speak? Wow,
1: that you're, you're asking some really interesting questions. <laughs> so when I first landed here, you know, I was absolutely craving, craving Indian food, right? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, at any point, if somebody sent Indian food, I would run and I, I'll do anything, right? Um, so because, you know, I was living in the dorm and yeah. the food that we were getting was all uh, American food and it's dorm food. And right. in the first place, I'm not used to eating American food. And in the second place, dorm food sucks, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a combination yeah. of that. <laughs> and then another thing on top of it was that we had to eat at 5.30 in the evening.
0: Right, so, right, so, I know. You know. Oh my. You know, wow.
1: as like, Indians growing up, right? We eat dinner at 8.39. Exactly. And, at 5.30 we eat and me and this other guy, he is an Indian guy, Malik this is my friend. Um, we used to eat our dinner and we were like, man, we are hungry at 7.30, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> so finally, you know, luckily we had a fridge there. So we used to stock up on our, you know, groceries and things like that. We, we used to snack at eight thirty-nine again. Mm-hmm. Um, again. <clears throat> Again, this is not Indian food, but we, are, we had friends, uh, you know, in an apartments and you know, places like that over there. So they used to invite us over the, in the weekends uh, for, for food. And we were like, man, this is awesome. They used to go there. But the thing was, the deal was, we had to go there. We had to eat our food. And then we had to do the dishes for them. <laughs> that is the deal. <laughs> yeah. So they used to put us to work.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean so no, they, they gotta no get something lunch. out of it too. So yeah.
1: there's no free lunch. Yeah, Whatever. that's true.
0: Um, like so you obviously you know had the whole college dorm experience. You met a lot of interesting characters. Um, oh, yeah. do you wanna tell a couple stories from some crazy shit that you went through? Uh some crazy people that you met?
1: Yeah, um <clears throat> so the first day I landed, my roommate um, you know, he was this dude, white uh, dude, right? Um, I knocked at the door, and this guy's like, "Come in," and I go in. He's like half naked, and he's has tattoos all over his body. And I'm like, I'm you know, fresh off the boat, right? I walk, walk in, and I look at this guy. And I'm like, "Where the heck am I? <laughs> you know, who, who is this? Uh, you know, uh, this guy? You know?" Uh, tattoos and stuff like that but he happened to be the, the the sweetest guy he was in the marines and he went all over the world mm-hmm. he sailed uh, all over the world and that's where he got all his tattoos right yeah um, but anyway uh <laughs> we started to talk that night and then he's you know his name was john um then he says um then i said you know i'm hungry john you know uh, and then i start and then there's no food there so i started to open my um my suitcase. Uh, my mom had given me some snacks like chakli and things yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. Indian snacks. So I started to uh, started to snack on them, and then I looked at John and I said, "Hey, John, would you like some?" He said, "Yeah, sure. Let me try some." So I gave him a few. He starts to eat them, and he's like, "He like he really likes them, right?" Yeah, he's yeah, like, Wow, these are really great, man. Where'd you get them from? <laughs> like, this my mom made them, and he's like, he started to eat more and more, and then. <laughs> And then finally, <laughs> the next day, he wakes up and he says, Man, I had to run to the bathroom <laughs> you know, at least five to 10 times. <laughs> Poor John, you know. Yeah. But That's he is the sweetest guy. And um, <clears throat> when we were leaving, he gave me his uh, army jacket, a marine jacket. I mm-hmm. still had it for a long time uh, with his name on it and all that. He's really sweet. That's awesome. So that was my first encounter
0: with uh with a white dude <laughs> hey at least it was positive right a lot of people yeah, have negative kidding. encounters with white people no, so, no, so no. Was, this is you know it was good good yeah i'm glad yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah like
1: that there were many many stories yeah uh, you'll, you'll take up many of your shows oh man
0: well so, i'm sure is. the listeners would absolutely love to hear it but we have to get through a bunch of yes. your life. So yes. we're, so this is still when my dad was a bachelor, right? So, <laughs> so this was like, you know, his, his time, but uh, you know, my dad, for those of you that don't know was in an arranged marriage um, or got into an arranged marriage with my yeah. current mom, who's, you know, downstairs somewhere. Um, and, uh so explain the process right to the average non-indian person or non-knowing person about like the process of arranged marriage and kind of like how you went through that process because you were here in america at the time when your parents yeah. were like hey time for you to get married type thing so kind of explain yeah. the process
1: yeah the process is uh you know you uh, the parents kind of uh screen the girls first they you know it's more of a well, I I shouldn't use the word screen. Um, okay, it's, so fine. it's more of a, <laughs> it's more of a process of, you know, uh, the the parents kind of uh, reach out to their family friends, find out you know who the eligible girls are, you know, in the in the uh, in the. And this you know, is from
0: the the groom's perspective, right? Perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Persp- yeah.
1: Okay. Right. They uh, scout for you know possible potential candidates, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: people are gonna to listen to this and be like what
1: <laughs> no potential uh girls right yeah you know this is all about matchmaking right yeah um, so you know like today we have uh online dating it's right it's, it's very similar to you know date online dating right mm-hmm. That's a where way you guys way. do yeah. your swipe and swipe like this swipe like that right Swipe <laughs> forward backward, upward, uh
0: downwards so i don't know what to stop <laughs> upwards downwards rightwards leftwards i don't know yeah
1: so you know here it is uh was uh actual human interaction with this with the swiping right um <laughs> oh so they God. they kind of looked at uh, the girl and you know checked her background out and 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 found out whether they were eligible uh girls or not right and then um the 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 groom would uh look at all uh you know the picture or whatever right and then finally uh pick a few um uh, girls and then you go and uh, talk to them at, at their home yeah
0: so i guess mom made the final cut huh yes yes yeah good for her um so Expl- yeah i mean you kind of did i think you did a good job of ex- kind of equating it to online dating that's that's uh it is kind of like that in some yeah. way except yeah. your whole family is involved um <laughs> uh so well, the whole
1: family is involved because you know in india there's this notion of on this ho- based on horoscope right oh my they match horoscopes and things like that so that's your first uh that has to make the first start as well
0: right yeah. right so you know i guess your star yeah. signs aligned right and uh and that's yeah, a, yeah. Um. So, like, you, I think you flew back to India to meet some of these, you know, uh, potential matches, as you explained. Right. Um. So, what well, do you remember the first time you met mom?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. What was that like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Uh. You know. Uh, uh. She, of course, looked beautiful. Um. You know, I talked to her for. Uh. You don't get to talk to them for more than five minutes,
0: okay. right?
1: Um, yeah. You get to have a uh, short conversation. And then, um, then uh, um, you know, there were other girls as well as we were, I was talking to. There were about five other girls, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, see, having just talked to the person, you're not sure, right? Right. I mean, yeah, mama is beautiful and all that, but, you know, you, you just talked, and then it's like, man, you, you can't make up your mind, you know, by just talking, right? Right. So, you know, it, it took me a while to decide. And then finally, you know, went and had another conversation. And then um, So you're saying went, like, based
0: on that five minute conversation, it's hard. So you needed to have more yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Absolutely, right. Yeah. So basically um, you have to go, you know, a few times and then, you know, and make sure that you, in your mind, you're making the right decision.
0: Right. Um, so eventually you decided on mom, uh, which is, you know, good because I mean I wouldn't be in the picture Otherwise if that didn't happen. It. Yeah. Uh so good for you guys. Um, so you and mom get married, uh, but you actually go back to Arkansas, right? And she kind of stays back in India for a bit. How yeah. so you guys literally met for five days, right? Had maybe four conversations, got married, and then you said, All right, I gotta go back to school how did that whole thing work out? Like there's, and the communication, like you were saying is tough. Yeah. What, what the hell happened for however many months?
1: Well, I mean, uh, we were, uh, separated for about a couple of months, not many. Um, so, you know, we used to write letters and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she came here, I think, uh, we got married in August and mom came to Arkansas uh, um, September October I think okay. September October
0: okay um, yeah, it wasn't too long yeah 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 so obviously you guys used to just kind of write letters yeah yeah interesting yeah
1: interesting. yeah we used to make you know phone calls also but uh, more letters
0: nice yeah right. so, I mean that's 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 good um so like I also ended up posting on uh my instagram and my well yeah mostly my instagram because i didn't put it on on facebook because you're friends with me and you would have seen it um so i ended up putting up like a poll for like the listeners to ask questions i said like if you had Uh-oh. if you wanted to meet like an or if you what questions would you ask your immigrant parents that you're too scared to ask them or something mm-hmm. like that along those lines and so we got quite a few responses i was, I was pretty surprised so I got a okay. few a few questions from that. So I'm not gonna say who said what because I'm pretty sure I want to keep it anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, some of these questions are also based on those listeners' responses as well. Um, so so okay. this one this one is based on one of those uh, listeners' responses. Um, what was your first week in the U.S. like? Did it kind of was it like a fever dream? Like, what was it like? <laughs>
1: First week in the U.S. Was, uh, I think I, I was in a daze. Yeah, uh, that's what I was and you know, because uh, back in those days uh, when you travel, right? Today, we, I don't know how many people have traveled to India in your audience, but it takes about roughly about 24 hours, right? And right. basically at the most you change one plane or something like that. And also the plane travel is pretty fast, right? Mm-hmm. Back in those days, uh, I literally had to take a plane from Bangalore, uh, and then I went to Delhi, <clears throat> and then I had to stay overnight in Delhi, right? Mm-hmm. And then from Delhi, um, I basically, uh, by the way, I, was, I had two suitcases, two, one suitcase of mine was I, I had all my textbooks because uh, people Nerd. had one, uh, no, that's not the reason. The people had warned me that uh, textbooks in America are very expensive.
0: They are. They are. They still are.
1: Yeah. So I carried literally 50 books in my other suitcase.
0: Right.
1: So that was what uh, my other suitcase was was all about.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So anyways, I get from Delhi. I get to, I think, uh, um, Abu Dhabi or someplace, right? And have another four or five hour layover, And then from Abu Dhabi, go to um dallas okay mm-hmm. um oh, no i'm sorry what am i saying i missed another major stop uh, <laughs> <I went> to, <laughs> to europe in london i think somewhere oh, right man. that was about eight hours stop wow. and then from london to uh dallas
0: jesus
1: Christ. That was a big long ass journey uh about 18, 18 17 18 hours back then right
0: yeah, and then I
1: go to Dallas, um, so I spend another six hours in the airplane uh, in the airport there, and then I had to go from Dallas to eventually to Fayetteville, Arkansas, right?
0: Yeah, which is
1: roughly about a six-hour drive if you were to
0: drive from right uh, right. It's Dallas like near to to LA or North right. to LA, yeah.
1: But um, they routed me to another place called Fort Smith, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I got from a a seven four seven airplane. To a smaller airplane, which would had about 20 people from right. Dallas to Fort Smith. And from Fort Smith to uh, Fayetteville was another airplane, mm-hmm. which is like a four four-seater. Right. <laughs> and I was the only passenger in the in the damn airplane, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was my journey all through.
0: Oh man. So that
1: took about roughly two and a half days.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: And when I was I like, can landed here, i like in a complete daze. I'm like, where the heck am I? Yeah. You know? And I go and meet John, who is half <laughs>
0: naked, and didn't help much. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Well, that was your first week in Arkansas. Yeah. Well, well that was two days of the week, Two, and two a half days. days of the week. And then uh, the first day
1: I checked into a motel, right? Yeah. Which is, I remember the name of the motel. I, I distinctly remember the motel also. It's called Sands Motel on okay. Highway. 71 on, on in Arkansas in Fayetteville uh so I'm staying there and I'm like hungry at about seven thirty-eight in the evening oh great okay and then I'm like look around and then there is no food to eat you know there's only these crazy looking I've never seen vending machines before no. uh, right yeah in India, we never had vending machines right? wow
0: I never thought about that yeah, yeah.
1: And then I look at this vending machine I'm like dude there is food inside how do I get to this? how do you get to the food <laughs> And then I see a coin slot and then I'm like I don't have any uh, you know quarters or anything like that I have yeah. only rupees you know <laughs> And then uh, I I talked to the guy in the front and um, he gave me you know out of uh, pure um, <laughs> You know, he looked at my plight and he gave me a couple of coins and then he said, go try this. Right. So I put those coins in. I think I got a bag of chips or something. You know, I started to eat that. (laughs) And then again, thanks to my mom, she had given me me all the snacks. You know, I opened those snacks up and that was basically my dinner.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, Man, I was hungry as hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So the next day, I started walking down from there towards okay. the university, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I put my suitcases there. I did not touch it. I started walking down, and I'm walking down, and then I look at this guy who's also walking up. Um, then Indian guy, like I was saying earlier, right? Yeah. His his name is John as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a he's lot of Johns. I introduced to a lot of Johns. Yes. Yeah. And then I uh, introduced myself and then, and then he said, uh, I'm the friends of India president. I can help you out. I'm like, man, this is, this is like, perfect. Awesome this guy,
0: right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So he brings his uh, big ass car later. He helps me out with my luggage. He checks me into the uh, yeah. dormitory and all that. That was super helpful.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Quick story about the, the second John. Um, so like my dad obviously was friends with him in college and stuff. And I think they lost touch, you know, cause that's just what happens uh, with life. And this was like, gosh, this had to be like 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. We were at Safeway in Saratoga, literally like right up the street from my house. We we're at Safeway. We were buying groceries and my dad just like his eyes just turn and he's like, John. And then this other guy looks up from his like cart and he's like, Harsha. and they have this like moment in the middle of the Safeway aisle where they just like reunited and it was it was pretty cool I didn't understand the significance of it at the time but of course like now being you know older I mean I I get that it was like it was crazy like reuniting in a Safeway which of all places right yeah I hadn't seen him
1: in uh 20 years I think at that point but he lives he lives in Saratoga
0: yeah he lives somewhere around here so that's cool shout out to John if he listens to this yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um was it so you kind of mentioned you made a lot like a lot of Indian friends and stuff um was it difficult to meet like meet a lot of people in this country when you first got here or did you kind of like fit in kind of immediately because you just had all these Indian people there
1: um was it difficult um so I, you know at that point uh, i used to make friends we used to make friends with a lot of indians because that's who we were comfortable with right, right? um so fortunately for us we had it, uh, at the university we had um, a, a really good uh, you know, indian um, uh, community
0: mm-hmm. they were
1: staying in a few apartments you know they used to cook food and things like that and they used to party as well
0: so yeah. i love both right <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, come friday evenings me and malik uh, my other guy the other guy yeah. I to okay quick there. question so like a lot of there's a lot of indian parents around here right who yeah. encourage their kids not to party become doctors study yeah did all of them turn up back in the day like be honest well yeah i've seen them it's a mixed bag you know, okay. uh,
1: I've seen some pair, uh, some guys who are kind of mellow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, they kind of have a beer or so, and then just, you know, kind of chill out. Was, there's some guys not don't even have a beer, right? Yeah. Um, so they're more interested in, you know, just, you know, study, 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 right? Right. Their intention is to first uh, get through their year and a half, two years, you know, graduate, get a job. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, there are other people like me, you know, who would love to, who uh, would love studying as well, but we'd like to, uh, you know, um, have a good time as well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there's mixed bag.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So what was, what was one, this is, I'm just curious about this. What was one thing you wanted to try in the US that like you were just craving in India that like you'd seen in a movie or TV show and you were like, I wanna do that. Like, I, I wanna experience that or I wanna try that or do that. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh,
1: the, the stuff that you see in, in, in movies is, is a lot of parties uh right. i love to come party yes. <laughs> <laughs> i should admit that okay there you go and, and uh you know i had seen uh, uh a lot of uh uh you know uh, people drinking kegs out of kegs and things like <laughs> that right <laughs> we used to have keg parties
0: oh man it's all coming so, out now yeah, oh yeah.
1: man there you and go and then you know we used to i would seen a lot of sports uh, in america right yeah I love sports, and then uh, we—I used to go watch football games. Uh, uh, Arkansas Razorbacks, right? Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were great at basketball as well as football, and uh, <clears throat> and every uh, Thursday night, I think we had uh, a pep rally in our uh, Coliseum.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah. I used to go hang out there, you know, uh, have a good time. At the Coliseum.
0: Right.
1: Um, so it was a mixture of both uh, study as well as um you know having a having having a good time
0: yeah and
1: uh, that was that was the fun part um and then you know uh, eventually i stayed over to not only just get my master's but my phd as well
0: for sure yeah um did you so going back to like the arranged marriage stuff that we talked about a little earlier i know i'm going a little all over the place but bear with me yeah uh overall I mean, you're 30 years into an arranged marriage. You know, you have been with mom for a while. Uh, What are your thoughts on the arranged marriage process? And is it something you would recommend your kids to do? Or do you, I mean, obviously, Amog has gone on his own path. Uh, Do you want your kids to, like, find people on their own? Or do you want them to go through the process? How do you feel about it 30 years later? And having seen, like, other, you know, some of our cousins go through it as well. They're, like, relatives.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I think uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend uh, you know anger generation to find people on their own. Uh, but uh, you know, arranged marriages have their own uh, merits, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: all about compatibility and um, and uh, meeting the right person. Um, I think uh, you know, for we've uh, been married for thirty years, and that speaks for it, right? Um, and then. Uh, but for the next generation, certainly, I think, um, um, you know, finding people on their own, I think is what, um, I recommend. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, and this was another question someone asked, by the way, not all of these were questions that were asked by listeners, just, just that one, the, the, uh, first week, uh, but here's yeah. another one is what, uh, do you consider America your home? And like, what is your relationship to this country? Having lived here for a majority of your life, or do you feel like? Will you ever feel like America is your true home?
1: That's a great, great question. Um, so yeah, I've actually grappled that with uh, with that question a lot in my mind. Uh, <clears throat> so initially, when you, you know, when you came come here, uh, you're like, um, uh, you know, you you are you're an outsider, right? You're you're always thinking of India. Um, you know, always relating your what you do here with what you did in India, right? But it, it is over a period of time uh, that you start to kind of um, think about not not relating stuff back to India, but more so in, in the context of what's going on right here, right? Yeah. Uh, one perfect example is like you know when you go and buy stuff from the store, you know, you, you know you you always saying, hey, you know, this is worth hundred dollars but this is worth so much in India you're always kind of
0: right you, know, you still do that today
1: no no what okay. I'm saying is that that, uh, that happened for some time and then you, yeah. you lose that right
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and then I think the the transition for me was uh, when you when you have kids right um, because you know the kids are born here you guys were born here obviously
0: yeah
1: and then uh, you know you you basically are Americans and you know you were you're thinking um, you start to basically, you know, as you are edu- you're being educated uh, in, in throughout school, uh, we also go through that education process with you. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we see things in your the way you guys look at things. Right. Uh, in terms of um, <clears throat> going through the whole uh, school process, how you're educated. Uh, so basically, you know, you put ourselves in your shoes, so to speak. And so our attitudes change quite a bit. Uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, uh, I want to say, it's a it's a. Uh, it's a process that happens uh, organically within you. You don't notice it, right? For sure. So uh, you, it's you, not. I, I can't say that it happened at this point. Yeah. But over the years, it has happened, and now I'm at a point where, uh, of course, this is my home, right? Yeah. Um. So when I look at India, it's like, yeah. I mean, I loved India. I love India. Uh, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i was born there my parents are still there my relatives are there but uh i think for what america has given me uh, and my family and what it has given you guys and and also how you start to think um, my like my thought process is more american now than Indian. when i go back to india i can't relate to a lot of the things that goes on there um, but I can relate to everything that goes on here pretty much, right? Yeah. In the same wavelength. So that's, that's goes Like some of the, uh, you know, differences I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, going off of that, like, what is something you think first generation kids, you know, kids who are kill- children of immigrants like me and Amogh take for granted when it comes to your guys' experience?
1: Can you repeat that again?
0: Like, what is some, like, what is something that, like, first generation kids, like, kids who, you know, have immigrant parents like you guys, uh, take for granted when it comes to your guys' experience?
1: Yeah, um, I think, uh, <laughs> so I think we always try to tell you guys, right, uh, the value of this, the value of, uh, family, the value of, uh, hard work, the value of, uh, Uh, You know, not having technology and having, uh, you know, connect, uh, you know, connect yourself with uh, not being tied to technology, right? Mm -hmm. All these things come from our, you know, upbringing uh, back there in the old country, right? Um, So I think you you guys, uh, again, um, you guys can not relate to that because you have, Amog has been there for two years, but you have hardly been there. Um, You guys can't relate to that. Um, so that's what I think you guys take for granted uh, because we, you can't see our perspective, right? Really. Uh, and and I, I don't judge you for that, really. Uh, judge you guys for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, being a parent, it's like you, uh, you want your kids to kind of go back and look at it that way.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Here's an interesting question that I had was, did you ever think, that did you ever feel like a failure in this country? Did you ever think like you were gonna fail when you got no. here? Absolutely no. not. Never? That
1: is one thing that I, I never ever thought. Because this country has so much to offer. This is a this is an amazing country. Um if you have if you have the, the fire in your gut, you can achieve anything in life, right? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, literally, I mean, the, the term land of milk and honey, I think is it's so appropriate for this country because the reason I say that is, you know, having come from another country, a third world country, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's just that the country has to offer you so much. It is just mind boggling. Um, so I've never considered any, if my failure hasn't come to my mind at all. And I'm so grateful for it.
0: Yeah. That's country. very, that's very interesting that you were so adamant about that response. I was not expecting that. Um, Absolutely, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you had low points in this country, uh, as one second, you know. let me,
1: uh, let me shut this door
0: here. One second. Yeah.
1: As are starting to work.
0: Uh, yeah, we've been having construction, so it's a little loud, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've had, like, your fair share of, uh, of low points in this country. Like, you know, I'm yeah. sure. All so, under- yeah,
1: again, uh, so those low points were when I graduated uh, with my uh, degree, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, came, we came to California, and that was the time during the first Gulf War. This was the time of uh, the first President Bush. Right. Ninety-one, ninety-two time frame
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when uh, America invaded Kuwait. Uh,
0: yeah. Or sorry,
1: <laughs> not America. Uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait, right? Right.
0: right. And
1: uh, America went and um, you know we waged a war against them, right? And this was the time when there was a big recession in the country, um, and so that was the time I graduated and there were no jobs, and literally you know I didn't have a job for eight months. Mm-hmm. i came to california i was staying with uh, my cousin jagdish and Vijay. yeah and um and and so grateful for them uh, to put me up but um the th- first couple of months um you know i didn't have a job finally i applied to um Price electronics yeah uh,
0: down- recently, shut, and- down. recently yes. shut down recently shut down yeah
1: i was uh i got employed there i was the first PhD guy who is uh, uh, you know um, stock uh, shelves be uh, uh, an associate yeah. What, what did they call us? Um, associate salespeople. We oh. um, used to sell accessories to other people and used right. to make commissions. So basically, long story short, uh, I used to work twelve-hour days, right, mm-hmm. and six days a week, and um, and it was that was pretty hard, and I did it for eight months. And I almost was at a point where I had to go back, um, right? For because my visa was expiring, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> and there's a funny story there as well. I was when I was working, my friend, my roommate from Arkansas, his brother uh, happened to come to the store and he saw me there. Yeah, and he had a job opening in, in National Semiconductor, and he uh, looked at me and he said, "Hey, what are you doing here?" I said, "I'm working, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to earn my living." And then he uh, he went and told my roommate. He said, man, your fr- I saw your friend in, in uh, Fry's. He's working as off. Uh, he has a PhD. And I have a, jo- a position open. I think yeah. he would be perfect because he's just ha- t- such a hard worker. And I- I'm sure he'll do good. And the next day he called me in and uh, I had an interview um, lined up. The next couple of days I had a job. That's so, crazy. Otherwise I had to go back. Right. Yeah. Um, so these are the kinds of things I'm saying. Right. I mean, if you have, have it in yeah, the, the fire in your stomach, mm-hmm. you can make it happen in this country.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's crazy that I mean, you never thought about failure, even in that moment when you knew you were so no. close to going back. Never. No. Wow. No. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's because that's even I
1: thought you and if I lose the fire fries job, I can, I can go work in a gas station, you know? Yeah yeah uh, because uh, you know in the end you make money right anything's possible anything. yeah anything is possible yeah
0: damn look at that um and then the last topic i wanted to go over uh before we let this end is parenting um because mm-hmm. that's like the Uh-oh. last kind of stage of your <laughs> life yeah i'm gonna grade you on being a parent all right now um no, I'm look kid-
1: how you turned out an edge
0: i mean is that a compliment i'm confused yes it's a
1: compliment okay. so that shows my parent,
0: our parenting skills right okay uh yes. yeah we'll see um so you had kids what four years and you guys being married four years i tried yeah. to do some math four yeah. years four years okay yeah. um what was having a moog your first child like and uh do you kind of remember your feelings when you first became a dad what, what was that like
1: yeah that is a tiring feeling <laughs> <laughs> you know you go through uh you know nine months of uh, of course i wasn't pregnant but uh you know mom was pregnant right yeah. and but you have to go through a lot in that uh, time period right um, it's you know a lot of sl- sleepless nights and things like that and once the baby is out it's like although we had help uh you know grandma and grandpa were there right yeah uh there's a lot of sleepless nights you have to work uh, the next day right right um so it is, it's, it's a lot of a uh, lot of work um and um yeah but it was a, it's a great feeling uh, having a having your first barn uh and uh, going through that whole process yeah
0: yeah definitely i get that uh i've never been through that yeah, yeah hope to not for <laughs> a
1: long time hopefully you won't uh,
0: Going so to that, that for some time. Woo. Yeah. Um. But so you were tired. Was that was your feeling that you remember as being a dad? You were just tired.
1: I was uh, ecstatic when I saw a for the first time. I still remember his head that popped out. You know, it was like a cone shape. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then uh, yeah, uh, yeah. After that, it was. Uh, luckily we had some really good friends um you know that had similar uh, kids of a similar age group um you know we had we had celebrated lots of birthday parties and you know yeah. growing up uh, uh among grew up with a lot of these kids yeah so that was super helpful yeah, yeah having um,
0: that i think that could be right is yeah super helpful. No, for sure for sure community is definitely a big thing um you know, so what was uh, like what have you learned from being a parent of two first generation indian american kids um like what, what have been some of the lessons you've learned from parenting us
1: um i think you guys uh, drive us to the limits
0: <laughs>
1: i don't i don't say that uh you know in a, in a very uh, in a in a funny way but you, you do i mean in the sense that you know, uh, so there's a lot of preconceived uh, notions that we have in our heads. Um, but you know, when, when you, all these questions and, and challenges that you guys uh, raise, right? Uh, well, growing up, I mean, all, all those things go out the door. Um, and then you have to reassess a lot of these things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of, lot of that. Yeah. And each child is very different from the other. Um, I mean, you are different from, very different from a Moog. Um, and of course, you're um, uh, you a big challenge as well. So.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. You
1: know. No, I mean, what I mean is, you know, each one, each one, each is a, is a very different animal. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of um, uh, the challenges that uh, the kids pose. Yeah, um, and what they teach us as parents, right?
0: Okay. What did um, What did me and Okay, we'll finish it with this. What did me and Amog teach you? Give two quick lessons.
1: Uh, what What did What did you guys teach us? Um, I think. Uh, what What you guys have taught me, I think, is. Uh, um, not to not to be very judgmental. Um, and then you know be patient, it taught taught me a lot of patience, Um, especially, you know, going through things like uh, the academics with you, right? Uh, Right from your math test. (laughs) The kinds of uh, things we have gone through together, Uh, you know, going through that whole, uh, it has taught me a lot of patience. Uh, And and I I also, it taught me, I think uh, to see, from the other uh, others perspective uh, to put yourself in, in the other person's shoes and see how that person feels right okay. um, so because we are always, always looking at it from our perspective as parents but uh, to put yourself in the other the child's shoes and look at it from that angle is 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 difficult but it takes you, you need to make that jump and then once you make that jump i think things become a lot more easier Right. Um, to for you to figure out why the child is acting like that right for sure right so i yeah. think that i kind of started to do that i mean not not initially i didn't do it but it took me a while to get that going
0: yeah Uh, and I know I've been interviewing you for an hour and a half close to you now. Was it
1: an hour and a half? Wow. I
0: think. It goes by. I'm telling you. This is what I'm saying. You guys complain about my episodes being hella long, but this was an hour and a half and it just went by like this, right? It's a great conversation. Um, but I know I've been interviewing you for a while. Uh, so do you have anything you want to ask me or tell me or, you know, say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... You know I've, I've been watching you grow over the years uh, you know um, I think uh, I've seen some really um, uh, great things come out of you lately uh, with all this you know you you not you always not you you've never been a, what do you call uh, a person who does things uh, what other people do you know what I mean it's not it's like you're always thinking outside the box and you want to do what is passionate uh, what you find very passionate and i think i really appreciate that in you uh and i want that to continue for you Uh, and i have been watching your podcasts uh over you know i haven't watched all your podcasts but i try to watch them and i i really think you're doing a great great job and I wish you all the continued success in that.
0: I think that's a great way to end it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dej. Thank you for having me on. We'll probably talk about this downstairs in about five minutes, anyway. Yes. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with my dad. Uh, let me know if you want to see more of him. He's very available. Uh, really available. Much going on in his <laughs> life. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Dad. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Reg. You're the best. All right.
0: I really thought that conversation was a lot longer than it actually was uh but honestly though I thought it was the perfect length and I was really surprised with how much my dad actually opened up and shared his perspective with you guys um with you know, obviously, with Father's Day coming up, I thought this would be a really great day to celebrate my dad, and I thought he did a really great job on his debut podcast. Even though he was a little bit self-conscious after, uh, you know, after the podcast, he talked to me and he had some stuff to say, uh, but I thought he did great. And I think you guys will think that he did awesome as well. Uh, Feel free to let me know in the comments down below what you thought. If you're on YouTube, if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, those links are down below. So feel free to go hit those links and hit the follow button on both. Go follow me on Spotify. Write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Apparently that's a thing. Uh, If you guys like my stuff, if you don't, then uh, don't write me a review because that'll get me canceled. (laughs) i'm just joking um but yes back to my dad i hope you guys honestly took something from my dad's experiences he's obviously lived a very unique life uh having immigrated to another country it's it's a very uh it's a crazy experience and there was also a lot of crazy stories that he told here on this podcast that i hope you guys enjoyed Um, and honestly, I think we don't hear enough about what the immigrant experience is like in the United States. There's so many different stories and my dad's is just one of them. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, uh, again, uh, but I hope everyone listening has a very happy, happy father's day. Uh, whether it be you being celebrated for being a dad by your kids or you celebrating your own fathers, I hope you guys go celebrate them, shower them with love, have fun, enjoy the Sunday, do whatever it is your dad's love. Um, I know that my dad has plans every father's day of stuff to do. So that's probably what we'll be doing on Sunday. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys really, really enjoyed this episode and hopefully you guys keep on listening. I'm telling you, uh, there's going to be some other great stuff to come. This is just the beginning and next next episode is going to be episode 25. So, you know, I'm going to have to do something big, right? You know, I'm going to have to do something a little big, but I hope you guys definitely enjoyed this episode. If you did leave again, leave a like subscribe to the channel on YouTube, follow me on Spotify, follow me on social media to stay updated with the podcast, do all that stuff. And hopefully you guys keep listening because again, a lot more great content to come. So that's all I got. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great day. Peace.